You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview episode of round 28 of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season homestretch. I'm your host, Reed Conley. Oh, I forgot. Uh, this episode is brought to you by not screwing the pooch, uh, which I did. I totally screwed the pooch there. No, no, actually. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, without you guys, then we wouldn't be having this show. Thank you so much for your support throughout the years. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in soccer, Mr. Belaine Riffle. And we'd also like to welcome our special guest, been far too long, Matt Pollard from Last Word on Sports. How are you all doing tonight? I'm Very good. good. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Reed. It's been a busy week, you know, busy year and a busy summer for me professionally. So I know we haven't been able to make this work scheduling wise, but um here very excited to talk and obviously here to atone i'm i'm pretty sure reed at this point i will not be defending my supporter shield in the mls <laughs> fantasy boss experts league at this point so unlike bruce serena i'm showing up to a press conference one on time and two prepared to take accountability for my own failures instead of blaming other people there we go there we go harsh words but accurate words and appreciate <laughs> it. it would it would not be an mls fantasy insider season without having matt on the show at least one time uh, but yeah it has been Pretty crazy this year. I know for me too, with moving and new jobs and all sorts of stuff. So this has just been a while. 2022 has been wild on all sorts of things, especially with the very real possibility of SC Cincinnati making the playoffs. It's just, it's just crazy, crazy times. Um, but glad you guys could be here. Glad those of you who are joining us are with us. Just to get it off at the very beginning of the show. Yes, I do know that there is an international break. So we will not be having games this weekend. However, games do start the following Tuesday. And I didn't want us to be just crammed pressure for getting the podcast out that Monday evening with the quick editing. So I thought it would be best to go ahead, do a regular show now, even though there's just this one week break, which one week breaks are easier to deal with. And we can let you all know where our minds are right now going into the break. And then we'll do a quick follow-up, like a short uh, update podcast next Monday, just to uh, address any changes or injuries or things that may have happened since then. So we probably won't go into as much detail about injuries or some of those takeaways, but we will let you know where our minds are right now with the player picks. So that's what you all have gotten into for tonight's episode. I still hope you enjoy it. I think it will be good based on the, the pre-show conversation. I think we'll have some good ones to discuss. But first, as always, let's talk about our scores and take a ruse from the previous round. Ashley sent in her information. The big winner from this round, 160 points, uh, with 11 of that sitting on her bench. Overall rank 50, round rank 57, and Champions League rank 8 and peaking, she says. So uh, a very good result from Ashley. What about those the rest of you who are in chat? Where did you all end up? And Blaine, what about you? Yeah, 139. I didn't go with uh, Ricky Pooch for LA. I stuck with Zella. That cost me, what, eight points, I think, in the grand scheme of things. And then the rest of my team was okay. She hosts for Chicago, disappointed. They gave up that late goal there. And I was just like, I saw points evaporate. Uh, Crepo didn't hit quite like I wanted him to, but I wanted some coverage in that game. Double Atlanta was worth it. Arango was the big disappointment this week with the two. 
Uh, Patrick's already given me crap about wearing my Never Vela shirt, but that's one of those games. Vela got two PKs on the week. Those are unpredictable, and it's just one of those bad luck type of things. Didn't expect Arango to get blanked like that in the first game, so it's, it is what it is. And then lost a few points. Ashley talked me into it on the show. She said, oh, you could do Zardes if you didn't want to do Rubio. So I went Zardes. Only cost me, what, four points there. So I think I'm down 12 points on where I should have been, all things considered. Wrong captain pick and wrong bench play there. But I had Reynoso come in with a seven off the bench. He did pick up the yellow card, but I thought I'd risk it as a bench play. And then see where we see where it went from there. 139, I mean... It's enough to move up in the overall ranking. I think I stayed put or dropped just a little bit in Champions League. I'm trying to break that top 100 overall by the end of the season. So I got two hard weeks ahead of me, but we'll just have to see what happens. Matt, what about you? Yeah, so um, I topped out at 136 points. Um, You know, I don't think I had any big um, surprises there. Um, I did go with Carlos Heel as opposed to Ricky Pooch as far as the captain was concerned. So that was a little bit of a mistake for me. Um, like Blaine, I got hurt by having Christian Arango and obviously he had, I haven't listed his D not P. I think that's an edit in, I think that's an error that actually is occurring with the system when a player plays, but gets zero points. And then Dwayne Jones was my other big disappointment for new England. Only got three points in the first game and then got rotated out. Um, in terms of the, the only other big mistake I had, I had four Portland scrubs that I had for, um, set up for auto ruse. And normally what I've done with that folks, we'll get into this in a minute read, but I I've noticed that the double game week teams have been a little bit underwhelming. You know, LAFC hasn't been impressive when they've had one of those recently. NYCFC, I think two, three rounds ago had a really underwhelming one as well. So I set it up with four subs with the intention of switch ruining one. And then my mom called me right as the lineups were locking for Portland versus um, or for the Nashville for the Portland game. And I was going to switch through in Hani Mukhtar. So those were kind of my two big mistakes. Uh, overall, I'm 227, as we talked about at the top of the show, less of an impressive performance for you. Normally, I'm top 200, top 100. So we'll see if I can get top 200. But I, I think much like the Colorado Rapids, it is all but mathematically impossible for me to make the proverbial MLS Cup fantasy playoffs. <laughs> no, I feel you there. It's probably not cracking the top 200 this year. Um, so for myself, I, I actually did not look at my team until later in the round because um, on Tuesday, when everything was kicking off, uh, Baby Roo had a little accident and ended up falling backwards in his chair at dinner and busted his head open. And we ended up in the emergency room uh, about when everything was was kicking off. So uh, needless to say, my fantasy lineup was the least thing on my mind until I got home and got in bed. And I was like, oh, well, OK, well, we'll see where that ends up. And and the answer was I ended up with one hundred and fifty nine. Um, had uh, 37 points still on the bench, not including the the keeper. The only thing I probably would have changed is is I had Arango in my starting, and I would have swapped him. Um, if I don't know if I actually don't even know if I would have I would have just maybe just rolled the dice because I didn't even see that game. So I I saw DMP was like I guess he didn't play. I I didn't even I didn't even pay attention. Um, but I had Rubio on the bench as a possibility there. But I did captain um, Pooch, so uh, I got I got those. Those 20 points double. I know I mentioned it in the last show that I was like, that just sounds fun. I want to do it. He's been on fire. And I and I did leave that. So basically the team I had right there was the, the team that I had kind of drafting, talking during the show. And it came on with 159, um, week ranked 68 and back into the top 300. Because I had, I had fallen a little bit, but into the top 300. So going over to chat, 
seeing some amazing scores right there. Thank you, Patrick. Yes, it is my birthday. Thank you. Some great scores from chat. 166 from Gene. That's fantastic there, man. 162 from Scott. Uh, what else do we have? Patrick, 145. Heartbreak. We'll cover that in just a second for Patrick. Uh, Fizz, 141. William, 156. Yeah, fantastic scores right there. Uh, this was This was a pretty... Potent double game week. We've seen some of them kind of fizzle at times, but this was this was an excellent double game week, especially for one so close to the end of the season when normally you expect some crazy things to be be going on. What about takeaways that you guys had, take a ruse that you had from this round? Matt. Um, Sebastian Driussi and Hani Mukhtar are absolutely battling it out for MVP. Both of those those players will be in Sharpie for me these final two weeks in MLS Fantasy. And then, as I said earlier, I just I don't know that I think we need to rethink double game weeks in terms of, you know, previously in previous iterations of the game before they went to only getting the best point. It was kind of whoever had a double game week, you were automatically getting at least two players from that team. And if there was only one team, you automatically had three. And I think that's been underwhelming. I think we've seen that with fixture congestion this season, with squad rotation as well, with yellow card accumulation and everything. It's not the foregone conclusion. I'll tell you right now, guys, I'm definitely going three Cincy players this coming round. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm on the fence about whether or not I would just go to Seattle players or whether or not I'd have them set up on my bench initially. And then uh, last one that I have that we talked about uh, prior to hitting the record button, Reed, that I will now pause it to both of you. Um, New York Red Bulls have clinched a playoff. It's been, what, however many years in a row that they've clinched the playoffs. Only the Sounders have, um, you know, a streak going on as long. And yet we don't talk about them as much from an MLS fantasy standpoint. They have Aaron Long, who's a fantastic center back. Cornell's a decent goalkeeper, depending on the matchup. And Lewis Morgan's fantastic with his attacking and bonuses and assists and goals and everything. So, Blaine, I'll throw it to you first. Um, take a ruse. And then why are are Red Bull New York not at the tip of our tongues from an MLS fantasy standpoint? Yeah, that's uh, we were talking about this right before the show, too. I don't know what's up with Red Bulls right now. Like, there's no names that stand out. I've had bad luck anytime I've taken them. It's other than a couple of defenders occasionally going off for me around good matchups, which is very rare that I find very good matchups. It's just the points are, are so spread out. And it's like, who's going to score which week? And it makes it really tough. I want to like these guys. I want to see who I can get from them. It's like, Omir Fernandez started off the season so hot and then just disappeared. He got benched for somebody else. And every time he plays, he's either like a two or a three and subbing out early, or he's going off for 12 or 14. It's just, it's so unpredictable when these guys are actually going to hit and too many options, I think. This is one of those teams that I think next year, once they solidify who's going to start and where they're going, they could be really good. But this year, it's just been rough. Um, as far as my other takeaways, it's just kind of been the same old, same old, other than I, I kind of said it last week, Red or Revolutionary is kind of phoning it in. I have not seen a team that looks like they've given up like this in such a long time in MLS. They're not eliminated from the playoffs. They've still got a chance. They've had a chance for the last month. And their defense is doing absolutely nothing. They've let guys walk by them and score goals. Uh, their offense is just so lackluster. It seems like he's the only one that's actually playing and doing anything fantasy-wise that we can rely on. But the rest of it is just you never know what this team's going to do. And, yeah, it's just it's so bad right now. It's It's hard to watch what they're doing. 
and then just the rest of the the rest of the league. It's just kind of we know where the teams are going. Um, watch for the rotation of the teams that have qualified for the playoffs. We're starting to see that more and more. They're going to rest some legs. The guys that usually rotate, uh, Kyoto for Montreal is a big name to throw out there. They're not going to run him out there. He's one of those guys. He never plays two games in a double game week. Watch for him to rotate a little bit more and save him for the playoffs. He's a guy that gets rotated. And just keep that in mind as we go down this stretch that the guys that do rotate regularly are probably going to rotate even more. So don't rely on them. And watch for those chaotic playoff teams that are trying to get in. You're going to see a lot of big scores, I think, from teams that are really fighting to qualify at this point. Do you have any follow-ups to that, Matt? No, I think overall I'd agree. Um, Rita, would you say that the kids arriving is them agreeing with your take on the New York Red Bulls? Uh, I, I think that's, that's yes. I think I would take it. Okay. That way. Um, okay. Um, also, Reed, I meant to ask, like, is Baby Roo okay now? Oh, yes. No, Baby Roo is fine. He got a staple in the back of his head, and he's just running around like nothing ever happened. I think it was far more traumatic on mom and dad than it was for, for Baby Roo. I mean, the the most traumatic thing for me was at the hospital. We have to hold him down. He gets the staple, and he calls for me, and I hug him, and he looks at me and goes, sorry, daddy, and I'm, like, crushed. Uh, but no, no, I appreciate it. No, he is... He he is good right there. I, I mean, I think I think you guys are both right about the Red Bulls. Um, it was funny. Shannon chimed in immediately and just said how bad they were. But so bad they're good. I don't know. This is just a classic because MLS situation right here for how just how the points fall. It's it's we've seen it and it happens. It'll be interesting to see where it ends up. Uh, since Blaine mentioned it, just the the quick uh percent the odds right there new england revolution after the final games last week have fallen down to a less than one percent chance to make the cup so um gonna be oh, new england's done like i know they're technically yes this is not mathematically. mathematically but the way they're playing right now it's yes. they can they can finish on a grand total of what is it 44 points if miami picks up two points or Columbus picks up two points. Like if Columbus picks up a win in the last two games or Miami does, they're out. Like yeah, it's, it, it would yeah. have to be the perfect storm, but yeah, yeah. so they're, What's, they're basically what are done. Seattle's odds because somebody was saying, uh, Shannon, was saying, I can't believe Seattle hasn't clinched, but I don't or, think Seattle they've got another, either. they've got another game to play though, Blaine. So yeah. I think, th- I think that's where the big one is They're They've got a 17% chance of making it uh, with that. The highest being, um, let's see, a ten percent chance of finishing seventh, five percent chance of finishing sixth. So okay. that's kind of where they're they're floating at around there. Um, but yeah, Cincinnati, ninety four percent. So yes, from spoon to playoffs. I don't know, that didn't rhyme, but it is what it is, and I'll take it. So there we go from there. Ashley had some quick takeaways as well. I already covered um, Pooch and, and Drusi and Mukhtar. She says, "Hey again, Higuain and Atlanta with two shutouts." So. There's a form right there. I, I think it's also important to point out how Blaine had talked about people starting to rest and everything. Uh, at the top of the table, Philadelphia has not yet clinched their first round bye. They're very likely to get it, but Montreal is at their heels for potentially being able to secure a first round bye for the playoffs. So you may look at those two teams to see if one of them throws in the towel, uh, which would likely be Montreal just to let Philadelphia have it. But there is still some stuff to be played for in the East at the highest levels of, of the playoff playoff playoffs, the playoff contention, the, the, what, what is up for grabs right there? Just, I don't know, whoever that's at, but just want to let you all know that as well, as far as takeaways and what you might see 
with those rotations. Uh, but yeah, mostly, again, the, the big takeaway, the reminder, I'll hit this a couple of times in the show, we do get a week off. There are no games this weekend. We're coming to you early just so you have these initial thoughts. Uh, there will be changes in rotations and things because of the weekend. We'll cover all of that in our next segment where we talk about housekeeping. All right, and we're back to talk about housekeeping for round 28 of the MLS fantasy season, starting off with our quick update with our, our leagues, head-to-head uh, -head MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational Donuts, still right there, 21-2-4. I did not look at the next highest score, but I imagine that's pretty much Donuts. He's been there the majority of the year. However, moving over to our Pro-Rel update. Sorry, Patrick, I have to talk about it. We have a new champion or a new leader in our Pro-Rel update, or the Champions League, uh, FC Starfox, a familiar name that we've had, 19-2-6, uh, Patrick lost. He scored 145 points this last week, and he lost to a team that scored 146 points this weekend. That was enough to knock him down two places in uh, in the Champions League. That's how tight it was. That's how tight it is in the Champions League right here with our head-to-heads. And that one loss took him down two spots. Still not out of it with two rounds left. It is coming down to the wire for our Champions League right here. And it's been so, so fun. Uh, no updates from Ashley with the Veterans League, but Blaine, what about development? Yeah, I, I'm happy to announce that no team that scored that's getting eliminated scored more than any of the four teams advancing. So that'll make everybody feel better. But McBean All-Stars, who won the regular season, did go ahead and win this one. Rain City FC, Jordy for MVP, and then Warsaw Riders was our only upset, and that was in the 4-5 matchup there. So those four are going to move on to the semifinals here this week. Um, scores ranging, the winning scores were 151. We got two of those, and everybody else was above 140 of the winners. So, I mean, it's a it's a good one. This next week's going to be fun to watch. Reed, how many people, how many teams in the MLS Fantasy Boss Pro Rail Champions League are getting relegated? Because I also haven't been doing good that head-to-head, -head, and I'm 22nd out of 30th. So I believe we said five. I was supposed to look that up over one of the breaks, and I and I forgot to go still do that. But I believe, <laughs> was it five, Blaine? I don't know. We talked about five from the top, five down from the top league and five up, and we talked about like eight or ten from yeah, Deb yeah. up. So. It may be five, but we may do massive turnover too. We talked about increasing both of them to ten or whatever. So, so yeah, we'll see. It's my the relegation zone here. I think, I think you're. I think you're just out. I think you're just outside of the relegation zone. Uh, you and Spencer Savage are right, right there, yes. uh, next to each other. It's it's super tight. I mean, you start going through here. I'm I'm squarely in the middle. Uh, my record's fourteen one and twelve. I mean, this is. I mean, you, you've played in this league for a long time, Matt. This this is cutthroat are yes are the champions league and the x the the fli yes. but i don't know this i feel like this champions league has been even more cutthroat than, than the experts invitational yeah you know me having my best year ever and i won the shield and got to the final and you know lost to you know skyler on an auto route at the end of it last year <laughs> and then this one i'm having like like my worst mls fantasy season in five years and like i'm like i went from like first or second to 22nd like that is how yeah. this is the you you said it well, Reed. I mean this this is where it's at. If there's one thing like early preview from our wrap up podcast, it's coming in a few weeks. If if there is one thing that I wish would get some investment, it would be like this the league management interaction system right here because this is great fun, absolutely fantastic fun, right here. Uh, just to wrap it up, of course, pro rail waitlist. 
Wawa Wawa still leading 22-0-4. However, I did give him one of those four losses this past week. So, but he's, <laughs> he's got that. She's got that secured. So um, we'll see. We'll see Wawa Wawa in our third tier next year for sure. Whenever we rework some of the names here uh, over, the, over the break. But yeah, we'll get all that sorted out. So congratulations to everyone who is still playing. Thank you so much. I hope you've had as much fun as we have and, and we'll keep it going next season for sure as well. All right, let's talk about the nuts and bolts of what you're going to be experiencing for round 28. Everything starts on September 27th. That's a Tuesday, and it's next Tuesday, not this coming Tuesday. It's next Tuesday, and the first game is Seattle versus FC Cincinnati at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, so it's at Seattle. And those are the only two teams on a double, Seattle and Cincinnati. And otherwise, everybody else is on a single. So it's essentially a very solid single game with some okay double game week options right there. But it's the 27th. And we're coming to you with this podcast tonight, this week, during the international break, so that you know where we are right now. Um, there's plenty I didn't want to have rushed coming in on the 26th. So this is just going to be our initial thoughts. We don't have a lot of information about injuries and absences yet. You can expect some of that will change because of the international break. Uh, but we'll give you a follow-up podcast on the 26th, a shorter one, most likely, just to kind of give you where we're at at that time, any adjustments from there. But that's that's what we're looking at. Tuesday, September 27th, Seattle versus FC Cincinnati uh, at 10 o'clock p.m. for those changes. And if you're looking for double game week, a ruse like keepers or something, it's going to be Cincinnati. You're going to be able to see all the Cincinnati games before you can see a Seattle game. Uh, it's It's going to be a little tight for what your options would be after Cincinnati for, for some switcheroos, but they're definitely there. Um, and, and there's some, some decent options as well for at, at all the positions. If you wanted to do a preview of your double game week players before deciding on if you want them to be in the bench right yeah. there. So Reed, uh, before we move on too much, can you look up, uh, do you have Cincy's uh, international call-ups? I'm sure you've got something in Twitter you can find. And while you're doing that, Ranch gave me the Seattle stuff because he is a Seattle fan. Um, for the double game week, since that's a Tuesday kickoff, we'll go ahead and give you this. Uh, Ladero is suspended for that first game, uh, so that's a big one to notice. Uh, Christian Roldan is still listed as injured, and don't expect him to play. And then for their international players, Ariaga, Rui Diaz, Morris, Alex Roldan, Rusnak, and Nuhu have all gotten call-ups so far for this window. So that's a big chunk of players. Um, since this is a Tuesday game next week, um, chances of these guys getting back and playing are probably lower than normal for a Wednesday game. Not sure if these guys are playing Saturday, Sunday, Friday night. I just I haven't looked at their scheduling. But those are all the guys that are called up. Seattle is fighting for a playoff spot. They need a lot of things to go right and to keep winning. So I would expect most of their starters to try to play or want to play if they are returning. But these are the guys who are potentially playing over the weekend on an, on international duty. So keep that in mind. Also, it's not in the fantasy game, but Ranch told me San Jose and LA Galaxy are playing this weekend, so they are not on a break for international duty. So they will be playing, so they will not have the extended rest like the other teams do. Last thing on that also, uh, Lane, um, the next week is also part of the League's Cup showcase as well. FC Cincinnati and Nashville have home games against Chivas, uh, De Guadalajara, not USA, and Club America on Wednesday. And then Thursday, RSL is hosting Atlas as well. These are 
international break friendlies as well. Typically, one would suggest that the MLS team is probably rotating heavily. The odds that any one of their regular starters is going 90 minutes is pretty low. But just in case, I would check that, especially for FC Cincinnati players. I would guess Brenner, Lucho, Matt Miazga, nobody's playing more than 30 minutes in that game, but that's something to look for. And to your point, Blaine, it's not possible for the Galaxy, if they win on Saturday, to clinch the playoffs, but they can put themselves in a position to clinch it for this coming fantasy round against RSL. So in terms of how how does that result affect then the squad rotation or the intensity with with the Galaxy play RSL could be something that's a factor for players that you're looking for. Either way, I expect Ricky Pooch to not screw the Pooch. <laughs> yeah, we can all hope right there. Uh, so I haven't seen any updates from Cincinnati for for call ups that's indicating significant losses, uh, but I think that's going to be one of those updates we definitely give on on monday after we have yeah we'll, de- we'll definitely have that on monday i know alvis powell has been starting lately he's one of the few guys that does get regular call-ups like i said significant losses so yeah <laughs> he's uh, been starting lately i'll give he, him a little no bit. he's coming sometimes I, i'm not a huge fan but uh, i don't expect most of the the regulars that you'd be targeting for your cincinnati players to be missing for for this round i think it's only been one confirmed call-up right now for, for one of our backup forwards so would not uh I'm not too I'm not too concerned, but again, we'll see what happens as we get a little bit closer to to the weekend. <laughs> That's what yeah. might happen with injuries from other teams or other players. You never know what what might happen. So in other areas of the world. Um, but yes, if you do want to have all the updates for any injuries and call-ups, we'll be we'll be keeping that updated throughout this week. Head over to Discord. That's MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord, the easiest way to find it. I had somebody who contacted me saying they were having trouble finding the link if you go to mlsfantasyboss.com at the top of the page underneath our red banner there's a black bar with some links right there one of the very almost last ones third from the last one on the right it says join our discord click that link scroll down just a little bit and you can see the giant discord logo and just the words join the discord community today at the bottom of just a few sentences of of text that i added in click on that it will take you to discord.com where you can just join right there. That is our invite link. So clicking that link gets you the invite, the, the open invite to join the community. You can set up your account. It's free. It's fun. Fantasy chat, all kinds of fun. Highly, highly recommend it for everyone to go in and just at least experience it. It's it's very fun, but that's how you get there from MLSFantasyBoss.com webpage. So I hope that helps everyone who is still interested in joining our community. Good lineup banter and recommendations as well, guys, if you have some idea and then there's a last minute change to where you don't know what to go with. That's very, very helpful on match day. Incredibly helpful. People will share their lineups as well. Give feedback. I mean, no one no one cares to share with their thoughts. Some people may keep like their 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 own personal differentials a little bit close to the breast with this one. But Tyler shares and the people are always happy to provide feedback or if you have a guy on your team who you may have forgotten is is out or injured or had some random thing happen then people will point that out to you. So yeah, just stop by. It's a lot of fun and look forward to having you all joining the community. But now we're going to get ready to talk about our player targets for round 28. All right, and we're back to talk about our initial player recommendations and team thoughts going into round 28, starting out as always with keepers and defenders. Ashley provided some of her information and she said, possibly Fry, uh, but I think I want the field players uh, and then maybe have a room with Room or McMath. 
Then over on the defender side, she's looking at maybe Nuhu, Rodon, depending on if he is back, Miazga, someone from Montreal, and um, uh, Morea. Blaine. Yeah, this one's really tough. Um, it kind of depends on what happens with that Seattle rotation and who's back from international duty. I probably want like Alex Roldan or maybe Yamard if one of those two starts, knew who's in there as well. Like I want to grab one of those starting defenders if at all possible. But if they're heavily rotated or whatever, I just I want to pick up those double game week points. And so I'm probably gonna look at a Seattle defender. Um, but I'm torn. I may go Fry as my keeper. Um I'm looking at maybe a Fry to Petrovic type of keeperoo with the double game week, see that Tuesday score and move on. I don't like that second Seattle game against Sporting. If I don't see much from Fry against Cincinnati, which is probably what I'm expecting, I may go to somebody like Petrovic against a Atlanta that's not been scoring consistently. And he puts up decent, he puts up tons of bonus points. Um Blake's also in there, but I'm kind of torn between do I take Blake? Do I take a second defender like I talked about before? Uh, Wagner's an automatic lock in my team this week. Um, and then I've got Miazga in there as another lock. He's just been playing so well and he's on the double. So I think you try to, you've got to have at least two guys in your defensive unit that are on the double game week, whether that's keeper and a defender or two defenders. I'm kind of looking at two defenders and going single game week keeper just because I like the Petrovic to Blake option there, but that means I, I sacrifice like an Elliot at this position. And maybe I just stick with Fry, uh, forget Roldan, who's going to be on international duty and just run Wagner, Elliot and Miazga in front of uh, Blake or in front of Fry. And I can have Petrovic in there as a scrub in or scrub out Fry if I want to, after that first game, depending on how, that one goes just because I don't like Seattle at Kansas city. I just don't, the way our guys have been scoring lately, I don't see Seattle getting a clean sheet there at all. And so it's really, what do you expect from the Seattle defense? So it's, I'm a little all over the place with that, but it will be two double game week players plus a combination of Petrovic and a keeper with either Blake or a double game week keeper. And I'm going to be running two Philly in the back unit for sure. Okay, Matt. Um, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Blaine on this one, but I'd say that if I'm 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 thinking Petrovic and then also Joe Willis, you got to think Nashville probably at that point close to clinching a playoff spot if they get a home win against Houston. Houston obviously is the bogeyman the bogeyman for LAFC, but otherwise they've been you know pretty poor on the road, so I'm liking that. Um, I'm not really sure what to make for Seattle for this game. I pro- I'll probably change my lineup several times between now and Tuesday. I'm just gonna wait to see what that lineup looks like with all the international call-ups right now the one defender from seattle that i do have on my bench right now is yamar i look at him compared to some of the other ones and he's better for defensive bonuses so if we compare that to new who who probably isn't going 180 minutes i don't think we're going to see a second goal from him with where his legs are going to be so yamar's my one for that and then my locks are miazga and then kai wagner um and then i'm contemplating waterman i'm not quite sure i like montreal this week against dc united i'm gonna wait and see i don't know if we want to tackle this specifically on the podcast read but taxi Fontas supposedly got himself in some hot water over the weekend and that could put him in a position where he's suspended and if he is 
I think Montreal can be physical enough to deal with Benteke to where I would like them for a clean sheet. But it's it's Miazga and Wagner for me, TBD on Seattle, depending on what that lineup looks like. And then obviously I'll have four days to think about it for my next defender. No, we can actually absolutely touch on that for just a second. I mean, I think it's it's in question because, I mean, I, I am not going to shy away from our podcast taking a stance of uh, no to racism. Don't say the N-word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, this, this is not going to be a show where people are going to hear any kind of political stances. I purposefully designed that, but we will not be a show that will say, like, we believe that there is no place for racism. So um, I've seen some some different opinions and posts on Twitter. I think Rooney handled it well. I think it's yep. being investigated as it should. Things should be investigated just just to do due diligence for for any kind of uh, of report with something like this, uh, and then go forward from there. And but I think you are right, Matt. That is very likely that that will be the result from I, from this week. Yeah, I want to go with precedent here. This has happened. This happened last year with Fragapane getting accused of the same thing. Um, right now, this is only an accu- accusation against Taxi. We don't have any confirmation that anything was said. But he doubled down and backed his player, and he finished the match, whatever. Rooney immediately pulled Taxi. Props to Rooney. Whether it was said or not, props to Rooney for getting him off the field, getting him out of harm's way, nothing more. It's not going to escalate. Um, that could play a factor in how MLS handles it since the coach – didn't really back his player didn't say no you're good to keep going Rooney immediately took action and did something about it so major props to Rooney for doing the right thing um but this this is a little different situation but Fragapane got no suspension for the same accusation because they never could confirm anything even though I think the vast majority of fans assume it was said they never could confirm anything and MLS has shown that they're not going to suspend when they can't confirm something, but Rooney handled this differently. So I think that may work play out in favor of a suspension, unlike previous incidents. Yeah. But then similarly, does Rooney take the high road and say, you know, it's only two games left. We're already out of the playoffs in any ways like taxi. Let's let this diffuse by just having you not even in the lineup. And again, I'm having this conversation purely from a fantasy standpoint, folks, which is yep. I don't know that DC United is likely to be a good attacking team without taxi on the road at Montreal. I would like Montreal for a clean sheet this week if that is the case and I would really like Waterman to get a bunch of bonuses just clearing away you know long ball route ones to Christian Benteke yeah I think that really does uh, add a lot to Waterman's stock and for me uh, maybe I'll take the I don't know if we've touched on this as clear I'll just say it clearly I don't know if I want any Seattle defense coverage on my team period for this round I mean I know we've talked about trying to have a couple of players this, which is going to be difficult depending on what you want to do for Cincinnati. I understand the comment of that, but it's very likely that Seattle's going to be trying out a C team for at least one of these, these rounds. And so depending on who's there, I don't know if I want to fool with any of that going up against just other single game week teams, if they're going to be a single game week type team as well. Um, and so I, in my current draft, I don't have any, Seattle players on my defensive unit. Um, so I think that is also a strategy or a thought that I'm going with right now that if you want to 
other people want to think about that, you're not alone if you're thinking there. So before you before we move forward, because it won't spoil anything. Yep. Are you running six double game week players if you're not taking a Seattle defender? No. Okay. See, I would not be if I don't take a Seattle player and I don't have three attacking players that I want. So that's where I'm at too. It's like, do you maximize your double game week or do you just let one slide this week? And that's really hard for me to do. Yep. No, that's going to be uh, the big decision right there. I mean, otherwise, yeah, I'm, I've, a lot of the names you guys have covered. I mean, looking at, at some, there's a few different players from Nashville. You can be looking at a few different players. I mean, Sporting Kansas City, I think has got some options right here. Uh, so I think there's, there's a lot of players that you could drop in there depending on what your style is, who you think is going to be on the hot hand this week. So there are plenty of, of players to have overall, I think, in the defensive units. And I've seen a lot of the same names in chat right here from these from these various teams. Any final thoughts? No? Okay, moving on to midfielders. Blaine, who do you like? Yeah, so with the Ladero suspension news being thrown at me earlier, it changed up a little bit of what I was doing. Uh, Costa was a lock to get into my team, and then I think you go with some of the hot hands and some of the matchups you like. So uh, Pooch is definitely in there. Mukhtar's 100% lock for the team this week, playing a pretty bad Houston team. I kind of like going back to Gazdog on the road against Charlotte. Matt said it earlier. They, they may just try to blow this one out and put, put it away so they can take decision day off. Um, Gazdog's been playing well. I think this is a matchup in a, in a system where he can really thrive in this game and get back on the score sheet with one of those big ones. And then I'm honestly, it, it's a really weird situation. I'm kind of thinking heel against Atlanta. I just, I have that feeling that this is going to be one of those good games for him, even though Atlanta has been playing, I think the bonus points are going to be there. And I was struggling to find somebody else that I like. There's some other names that I know are going to come up later. I think Vancouver's defense has been playing better at home. I don't know that I trust any of the Austin guys to go on the road in Vancouver and really get the job done maybe it's Mihailovic at home against DC that needs to be in that bench spot and see what happens there but I've kind of got it on the tried and true in heel the bonus points are still there even though they've been so bad I just I feel like this is one of those games where he can pick up some points and see what happens and then I'm kicking myself because it's like Santi Rodriguez has been so good for me in New York City all season long. Do I go back to him against what's been a lackluster Orlando City defense lately? I think there's a lot of options for that bench spot, but I think the four I have in my lineup right now, uh, Lucho, Pooch, uh, Mukhtar, and Gazdag are pretty much locked into my lineup at this point. At uh, Luciano Costa, um, Driussi and Mukhtar, write them down in Sharpie for me. I'll go ahead and say Lucho is going to be my captain this week. And then I'm kind of waffling on the two, the, the next two of the next two of these three, um, being Pooj, Mihailovic and Gazdog. Uh, I want to see, again, I want to see what 
DC looks like, given obviously they're not playing for anything at this point. Um, and I also want to see what did the Galaxy do this weekend against San Jose in a game that will not be a part of MLS Fantasy to see whether or not that affects the um, playoff clinching calculus for the LA Galaxy. If the Galaxy have a chance to clinch against RSL, which would be a de facto six-pointer with where the two are in the season, I could see Vanny going really, really simple and then just going, you know, Jovalik up top because you know that he's going to get a goal and then hope for Vive Chicharito and and Puig would be Puj would be a force multiplier on that one. And then Gazdag would be the other one. So it's going to be two of those three, um, you know, and I'll, I'll wait to make that decision until after we're further in the round. Yeah, Ashley apparently needs to have some updates about Ladero. So make sure you talk to her, Blaine. Uh, but she also has uh, Puj Mukhtar, Lucho. And she's actually looking at Zella or Gazdag or uh, Mikhailovich. So she does not have Jerusi. Um, maybe you would change that without uh, Ladero and her team. But I think, I mean, I, th- I think Matt's absolutely right. Just that battle that Mukhtar and Drusi have just makes them very potent for this round with uh, Mukhtar playing near the end of the round against Houston, which which has been allowing goals. And then Drusi playing on the road to Vancouver, which is definitely uh, going to provide opportunities for him as well. I mean, Vancouver, been impressed with how Vancouver's improved over this season for sure, uh, and some of the fantasy options they've had, but I think that's definitely uh, potent for for him. A couple other names I've seen in chat that I do want to mention, just to just to mention, just to make sure we're covering the players. Uh, Gold from Vancouver, um, mm-hmm. that's also an option. That while Jerusi is still good, that defense is not as solid as it once was. I know that Ryan talked about how he was looking at some of the numbers, and oftentimes Austin was. Uh, team he was looking at, and that's not been as consistent as of late. Uh, Mikhailovich, we've mentioned. Pozuelo is another name that I saw in chat. On the road to Toronto, not sure he would crack. Definitely doesn't crack my top five. Um, so, but it's a name you can think about if you're looking at some kind of kind of a differential. But I, I think he's maybe in a top 10, but I, I don't think he's in a contention spot mm-hmm. where I'd want to be putting a lot of buckets there. One that's not been there that we haven't talked about that I want to at least mention, and Christian just said it in in chat, San Jose is home and they're hosting um, Minnesota. And San Jose has been bleeding goals a lot lately. And so if you look and see maybe a Reynoso out there could be a road option. Um, I would I would put something like that out of a Pozuelo still – Probably not. It's a road team. There's there's some very good options for home midfielders this week that I do like, uh, but I could definitely see the logic behind looking at a Minnesota as more of a betting against the San Jose, sort of like we were looking at at uh, Montreal defense betting against DC as follows that same kind of route there. But those are some other names that people can think about um, as yeah, they're looking at I the would, finishing touches. I would throw out, because it's that time of year, like, Everybody's trying to hit their goals, hit their targets. If you want to be top 250, if you're trying to get a certain ranking, if you're falling behind in Champions League and you're looking to move up, Reynoso is one of those guys that Christian loves. It's his team. He's he's capable of doing it, and the San Jose team could give him the opportunity to put up 17 or 18 points. Like I, I totally see it. Throwing caution to the wind and grabbing one of these differentials that most people are not going to take, Reynoso is a prime example of one that most people are not going to take this is the time to make some of those crazy moves and see what happens if you're trying to hit a goal i always talk about just know what you want to do if you want to finish top 100 and you're sitting 120 
everybody's going to be looking at these other guys. It's time to do something crazy. Reynoso is one of those perfect, crazy ideas that you could take this week and possibly move up in the rankings, or you could tank and just completely ruin your chances. But if you've got to make up 15, 20 points, now's the time to start trying to make those moves. So some of these crazy differentials don't sound so bad once you get to it, even though I think Reynoso is probably eight or ninth on my list of midfielders this week because there's too many good home options and a couple of away options I put ahead of him. But make your moves. Like, this is the fun time of the season, and if you do make some crazy move like that, let us know so we can shout it out on the show next week. Thank you. Yeah, fun times right there. Okay, let's move on to our forward picks. Matt, who do you like? Vasquez and Brenner, I'm going full FC Cincinnati on this one. Right now, I do have Rui Diaz on my bench, but, you know, like we've mentioned earlier, I'm just, I'm I'm going to wait and see. You know, if obviously Lodero's not going to be there for the Cincinnati game, but let's say both Roldan's make it into the starting lineup, and let's say Jordan Morris is there, and, you know, let's say some of those guys, you know, only play maybe 30 minutes in the second game or, you know, fly back early or something like that, I might reevaluate. Um, if I do want to set this up, listeners longtime listeners of the show know that i am the king of the auto rue so i might be <laughs> setting this up for a um i'll set it up for either insigne who i think is a favorable matchup even though toronto is out for playoff contention and the other one that i'm looking at is uh Ferreira for fc dallas i do want to wait and see if he plays and if so how much uh for the u.s let's say he starts one game comes off the bench in another game doesn't play more than 90 minutes between the two combined but then ends up getting a goal i imagine he's coming back with his hair on fire thinking he finishes out the season good and does something in the playoffs and he's potentially starting that first game in the world cup that's kind of the one that's the one player who's going on international duty that i'm seriously looking at and thinking that it could turn into a massive positive rather than just be a negative or something for me to be cautious about Ashley is looking at uh, Rui Diaz and considering Brenner Vasquez combo or just Brenner and then Kyoto. So a um, little bit on the same thought as, as Matt right there. And then Blaine, what about you? Yeah, I'm kind of pretty standard with the Rui Diaz Vasquez combo. I want to see what happens. I know Rui Diaz does get called up for internationals. He doesn't play in every game. So there's a chance he comes back and starts. I'm going to watch that lineup closely. I just, I don't think you can, fade a double game week striker like him throw him on the bench if nothing else and see what he does in that first game and then sporting's defense isn't that great they give up goals to a player of his style this year so it's it's really hard to fade him and then i've got insigne in there if for whatever reason Rui diaz isn't starting that cincinnati game i'm probably gonna fall back and look at the montreal starting lineup and then switch to sporting if i don't like what i see from montreal it's just, it's one of those weird ones. I like Kyoto okay, but I feel like he's going to rotate pretty heavily. Um, I don't, we didn't shout it out enough lately. Um, it was one of those big success stories from last week that I didn't take, but Kai Kamara had a monster week in the double game week. He has moved up to solely in third all time MLS goal scoring on that on that week. And I think he's what nine goals out from tying Donovan for second. Like this man is old. He's huge. And he still can leap over people. And he wants that record. You can see it every time he's on the field, he wants that record. 
I am tempted just to leave that spot blank and scrub Rui Diaz, knowing a God is on my back end. And if I see Kai Kamara start, I am taking him no matter what, because I feel like he's got one in him. He wants that record so bad. You can see it when you, when, when he's out there, he is going for it. And I hope he can stay with Montreal or land on another team next year and have a legit shot at getting this record or moving up to second behind Wando on this because he wants it so bad and he has given everything he's got to go get it. Does he already have the record for most teams? He's close. I think he's on eight or nine teams now. He's Yeah, he's pretty close there. Uh, for myself, I'm looking at uh, Insigne, Brenner, and Agata right there. Uh, I'm I'm curious more if you just want to give like the quick pitch, Matt, for – the the value of doubling up on the Cincinnati forward since that's been uh, an off a question we've gotten back and forth has been Brenner or Vasquez Brenner or Vasquez and and now I'm going Brenner just because of where the form is and and where the heat is with that but uh, but two yeah I mean I I I think they've got two really favorable matchups I mean if we're talking about Seattle effectively has to play a C team on Tuesday mm-hmm. um you know and then that's you know Tuesday to Saturday is a pretty long time even with the travel that they'll have to come back and they're playing a Chicago team obviously that doesn't have anything to play for as well so I think that's the thingy behind it I also think it you know Reed you watch every single game of FC Cincinnati I don't but I feel like when I watch them it's a lot of link up play it's not necessarily mm-hmm. just Lucho to one of Brender or yeah. Vasquez so I think there's the opportunity for like double up on points in that between those three somebody gets a goal it's probably going to be an assist from another one and then you're covering all of your bases as opposed to covering just two of the three and then maybe going for um for miazga would be yeah. i think the thinking there um at least the if i had to pick I, I would double up on them before i would go any one of them in raul ruiz Diaz. yeah and and the big weight that you're having there the the scales is if if Miazga is getting clean sheets, that that's better than getting a goal. But if they're going to stack up and if they're going to get a clean sheet, I mean, Cincinnati has not been the clean sheet masters of this thing. So you're not even guaranteed for for those big points from yeah. Miazga. You're probably yeah. hoping that maybe he's going to be able to make body up and get a goal or assist himself or get a bunch of bonus points. So uh, it's it may not be as bad of a bet uh, when you're yeah. looking at them from that that point floor. Matt, how many goals are you expecting from Cincinnati in this double game week? How many goals am I expecting from FC Cincinnati? Um, I think they could easily score two or three against Seattle, and I would probably expect the I'll, I'll say two against Seattle, even if it's a, a full lineup, albeit on short legs, you know, from uh from international duty and being jet lagged, and I'd expect another two against Chicago. And yeah, I, so I could see them I could see them go off in any like yeah. Brenner hat trick is on the is on on the field for I think both of these potentially. Yeah, Reed. What do you think? Goal number of goals for Cincinnati this week? No, I think four is is a very is very fair. Uh, yeah, and, I, so, I, I, and it changes depending on the Seattle lineup. I think two is very fair against Chicago, um, and then it's it's the Seattle one that's that's up in the air depending on what lineup they try out. But I think four is a very fair um, number to shoot for. Yeah, and I'm in that same boat. I'm seeing like four minimum, no matter what lineup Seattle puts out. I'm seeing four minimum. And so what where Matt's going is something that I look at too. And I don't, I just can't take out a double game week defender like that when you don't have that many options. I'm struggling taking Miazga out, but I, I see it. Like he he's perfectly right in saying Brenner may get a hat trick in one of these games and pick up a goal in another game. Vasquez may get you four points. Okay. You've got all that bench points in Brenner. That's going to sub in and your other auto whoever you've got, you're going to pick up those points. So you're not going to get hurt by Vasquez. But if those goals are spread out, if Acosta gets two of them and Vasquez and Brenner each get one, 
Okay, you've got two guys on your bench that can come in with seven or eight points right there. Probably more given this with the shots and the bonus points. Maybe they pick up some assists, whatever. But you're looking at seven, eight from two guys coming in off the bench. Okay, that's not a bad bench performance when you pick up seven and an eight. It's just there are so many goals here. I could definitely understand hedging your bets here and taking both because you don't know who's going to get it. Mm-hmm. Reed, mean, is it mathematically, could Cincy clinch the playoffs next week? With six points, uh, yes. If they yeah. if they got the six points, they would. Yes. Okay. So then they they beat up against a against a Seattle C team on Tuesday. They could be going into Chicago at home, thinking we win that. We're in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, because six points puts them at fifty one, uh, which would put them at fourth, and then it would just be what everybody else is is doing after that. So yeah. Um, also, Vasquez has a whole week to think about what he's going to text Greg Berhalter when he scores a hat trick against Seattle. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, given their wins total, um, three points virtually locks them in, even with the loss, because that would put them level with Miami on points. If Miami wins out and Cincy takes a win and a loss, I think one win, one win almost locks them in. I guess they've they they're with Miami and they're playing three more games each, so they've got. Miami's that one weird wild card in there, but yeah, one win almost locks them in and two is definitely in. Yep. No, it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting option and and a very viable one and a very fun one. I may do it just because it's fun. Dang it. (laughs) It's fun. And that worked out well for me last week. Uh, Let's wrap everything up with who you are targeting for your captain for this round. Blaine. It's Lucho. I mean, Ladero suspended for the first game. The forwards share the goals everywhere else. Rui Diaz is, I mean, unless you're going to be crazy and Captain Miazga, which somebody did a couple weeks ago and it paid off <laughs> on the double game week. I mean, it, it's Lucho all the way. You take your midfield captain, Ladero suspended. You've got, you've only got one surefire double game week midfielder, and that's him. Matt. I'm going with Lucho. I am back on the bandwagon, Reed, despite what I said last year about never Lucho and everything. And in the spirit of that and how this year has gone for me in MLS fantasy, I can't wait to see how this blows up in my face. No, don't say that because Ashley is going with Lucho and I am also going with Acosta. So uh, it is all four of us going that direction. I mean, we saw what he did last week with a single game against San Jose uh, during that double game week. So he is definitely there. There is good form depending on the Seattle lineup. This this looks very good. Let's let's make that fun. If it's not Acosta, who is it? Who's your number two? If it's not Acosta, it's who not is Acosta, it? Who is it? Uh, Vasquez or Brenner, take your pick. Okay. I, I'm not sure you captain anybody from Seattle, even Rui Diaz, even if he's starting both games. And uh, I'm not sure you captain Miazga over any one of those three. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. You take one of the forward options. Or you you really go crazy and just take Barrial and throw him in there too. Get the <laughs> midfield points. But I yeah. I just I can't justify anybody. It's it's so hard. Vasquez hasn't been scoring, but I know if it, if you couldn't take Acosta, I think given recent form, about 70 percent of the community is probably gonna go to Brenner because Brenner's been getting probably, the goals lately. Yeah. And that means Vasquez is gonna go off this week and Brenner's not. Of course, that's how it always works. That is how the game works, Blaine. 
Uh, all right. Well, no, I, I agree. It, it would probably be Brenner for me. Uh, I think you can make some arguments for maybe Mukhtar as well. That Houston game seems seems pretty uh, mm-hmm. pretty lucrative potentially for him as well. Uh, it's it, but it's late. It's it's the last game, so that's yeah. a scary scary time for your captain. Uh, but um, but still, I think that's another viable one if you're looking at. It. I'd be interested to see where Skyler lands on on his top three this week because because of what's missing from Seattle, and uh, and I mean, will he have just three Cincy players and just go from there and say, "Here's your captain." Screenshot that if he does, because it would be an amazing day. All right, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Again, we came to you this week, even though it's international break, just to give you our initial thoughts and some teams we're looking at. We'll have a follow up podcast again on Monday the twenty seventh to. Uh, let you know what's changed. It'll be a shorter one. We'll just mostly target injuries and any player updates that we have. Uh, but this is just to help you be thinking about it because, I mean, it's an international break. You can still talk fantasy and play around with that. So so why not? Plenty of time to tinker. Uh, but let's go to our plugs. Matt. Listeners, you want to follow me on Twitter at LWS Matt Pollard. Check out all of my written content at lastwordonsports.com backslash soccer. And if you'd like to join me for Colorado Rapids Twitter group therapy, check me out at uh, Holding the High Line. We'll be going over all the various mathematical things that have to happen for um, the Rapids for that and trying to not look forward to the FC Dallas game. Blaine. Yeah, the the Discord community is just such a great resource for us every year. Got to give them a shout out like we always do. Uh, the injuries, the update, the suspensions, everything they do behind the scenes. Like we've got a great community and they're just a fun group of people to hang out with and talk with over there. If you're not part of Discord, you need to get over there and be part of it because it's just there's so much going on and so much to talk about. It's just it's always a good time. And they you learn so much to talking with everybody that's in there yeah they cover it every week mlsfancyboss.com and the discord community it's it's fantastic it's where up-to-date information is kept it's where all sorts of great conversations and friendships have been made and and it's just a fantastic community to be a part of and i'm just so happy that uh it's it's been growing it continues to grow uh, every year so head over to mlsfancyboss.com slash discord the easy way to join uh but if not We'll be here every every week, just giving you some of that information that uh, that we try to do to help make your game fun, because that's what it's all about at the end of the day is fun. But as always, as I like to say, good luck. <laughs>